Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Mr. Stanek, evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, I try to find a bunch of Okay, that was yesterday. I got another clip in a moment here, too, that came from that same uh, press conference. Uh, President Biden now responding to bribery allegations involving the, the business dealings of his family. It comes after House Republicans viewed an FBI document in a secure room on the Hill, including our next guest, a House Oversight Member Nancy Mace, Congresswoman South Carolina. Uh, good morning to you, and thanks for coming on. Uh, good morning. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, how would you characterize it? Let's start there. I would characterize it as a detailed document. It was very credible and legitimate. Um, I would not brush it off like the FBI has. And it corroborates other information that we've seen in other places. Because you got to remember that Representative Nancy Mace is not a fan of Donald Trump at all. At all. And there she is answering the question from Bill Hemmer saying that the FT-1023 form that shows the notes that the FBI had with a high-level informant that they've paid over $200,000 to, corroborates a lot what's in the Hunter Biden laptop, things that we've known, that Burisma was willing to pay $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden, to get the prosecutor out. You remember the prosecutor, right? Oh, you remember this story right here. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, for, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. The other guy wasn't solid? No, the other guy was investigating Barisma. And is that why you got $5 million? Now, before anything, I don't know if he actually got $5 million. As the notes tell us, the people of Burisma felt pretty good about the fact that they hid this money in so many ways and moved it through so many directions. It would take someone 10 years to figure out what they've done. That's actually part of the notes. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guys, good to be with you. What's going down? 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. And I know Trump got indicted. I get it. Trump got indicted for, well, I don't really know. Obstruction of justice having to do with classified documents he shouldn't have? You mean like Joe Biden? You mean like Mike Pence? Or does the Mike Pence case really set up the ability to go after Trump only? Because in the case of Pence, you know, it was inadvertent. Oh, see, it was true. That's also true for for Biden, but not for Trump. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, will join me in a little bit as we break this down and get into not only that, but this story about 
uh, Joe Biden and and this document. The documents in question turned over by the FBI to the House Oversight Committee is important because, well, it shows that the Republicans have power and that they were willing to hold Christopher Wray, the FBI director, in contempt. He had to turn this over. And that's rightfully so. And this should happen regardless of the political party. But you know if the Democrats were in control of the House, none of this would happen. They, a whistleblower would come forward and they'd be like, oh, go away, you silly whistleblower. Nobody would ask for anything. Do we want these institutions to be better or not is a very big question. And we'll get into the whole theory about faith in the institutions. But one of the other, but this document first had to be turned over, and it was. And that was the part that we've been discussing all week. Now there's a question of what the document says and, and what does it mean. Does it prove that Joe Biden did X? No. It's nothing more than notes from a, a, a source. It is a source that was listed as credible. Some people want to argue, oh, he got fired because he did X. They've paid this guy $200,000 in the past for what he has brought them. It's a credible source, and I don't think you get to make a claim that it's not. You don't get to, even if a relationship ends, it doesn't mean that the source wasn't credible for all that time. It just, I mean, it is what it is. And things on the document certainly match up with the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, as the New York Post has dubbed it. But one of the things the document does is specifically bring up Joe Biden. And Mark Hemingway does a really nice job of noting this in, in, in a tweet. It was just very, very simple. If, it, if that's all accurate, and, and yesterday, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene grabbed a microphone and was like, okay, I saw this thing. You will not believe the crap that's on this memo. Check this. And she started doing a laundry list. She's like, I got out of there and I grabbed a piece of paper and I made some notes. And she's reading right off the paper what she just saw in uh, the facility. Right? The secure compartmentalized information facility. She's allowed to talk about it. Um... And as she tweeted out, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, I just read the FBI's FD-1023 form implicating Joe Biden in a political bribery pay-to-play scheme. Now, it doesn't implicate him. It does say that an informant says it happened. So is that the proper use of the word implicate? I'm saying it, it, it doesn't prove him guilty. Man, it does implicate him, but it doesn't necessarily prove him guilty. It's what somebody's saying. What Mark Hemingway said, if that's all accurate, what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying comports with what we know. Number one, it exposes the first Trump impeachment as a total sham. That is correct. Because the first Trump impeachment had to do with that conversation I just played with you about Joe Biden. And saying, hey, you need to look into the 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 uh, duplicity of these Democrats and what they've been doing. You know when Trump said it was a perfect phone call? Yeah, may very well have been. But he does the number two. And number two, writes Mark Hemingway, forget Hunter. It directly implicates Joe for participating. That's what's unique. And I am not an investigator and I'm not a lawyer. But the minute I heard that, 
that it mentions in levels of specificity Joe Biden that's when I cannot bring myself to accept any answer from the FBI that didn't lead to we should investigate this it wasn't Hunter this and Hunter that and Hunter the other and Hunter's a dope. One of the reasons uh, that Barisma, I mean, they admit that they put him on the board to get access to Joe. But the, the source was talking to one of the people of Barisma. This is all conversations between the confidential source that the FBI has and the executives from Barisma. And the confidential source is like, how come you're not asking Hunter about this? And the response was, Hunter's stupid. Hunter's too dumb. So we're clear, that alone proves the authenticity of the conversation at hand. I I want Hunter Biden to have a nice, happy life away from the spotlight. This is a clearly messed up guy who, whether it's delusions of grandeur or it's just the drugs, it's just, it's embarrassing. But... I can't allow him that because he may have done a series of things that are illegal to which he has to go to jail for. The question is, did Joe Biden do anything illegal? I didn't say he did. I said this form with the information on it, how did it not then get to we need to do an investigation? And because it didn't get to an investigation, I have to say to you that anybody who has faith in the institutions is out of their head. How did it not get to an investigation? Let me go back to something that Representative Mace said. And you understand that Nancy Mace hates Donald Trump, hates Donald Trump. Here she is. Stake. This is the executive branch tonight trying to take out their number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. And they, they have one standard for Donald Trump and another standard for everybody else uh, in this thing. And if you look at the documents that President Biden had in his possession in his garage and in thousands of bo- boxes and God knows where across the country in places that we don't even know of yet, uh, Hillary Clinton having the server in her bathroom at her home with classified information on private email servers. Everyone's held to a different standard but Donald Trump. And that's wrong. And I do believe tonight that Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024. Now, I'm not so sure uh, about that, but I get her point. And you're saying to me, Tony, you were talking about Burisma and then you moved to Trump. Let me tie it back together. Nancy Mace understands that the FBI, the DOJ, is fully weaponized and is being utilized as a cudgel against Trump. She hates Trump. She knows that it's happening. I said, if they did not launch an investigation into Trump, I asked the question, how can anybody trust the FBI? Nancy Mace is proving my point. How do you trust the FBI? How do you trust the DOJ when they act in this wholly political way? 
You won't investigate Joe Biden when you've got this level of data? But you can indict the former president who is in who is the front runner for the Republican nomination in 2024 over over what? Having documents that other people have too? Well, Tony, he was also hiding the documents. Oh, so we want to play the technicality game. I'm going to get into this more with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And I'm not saying that Trump might not be in some level of jeopardy. I am saying that what Nancy Mace says is the conversation. It's about trust. It's about the total lack of faith. And from this FD 1023 form, I'm not saying Joe Biden is guilty. I am saying that it is unfathomable. It is blanking, freaking insane that no investigation went forward. It's impossible. Unless, of course, you don't believe that the institution is there to ensure everyone is equal under the law. The institution is there to protect those who they want to protect. On Air Force One, White House spokesperson Olivia Dalton talking about Joe Biden. What does the White House tell Republican critics who are now increasingly saying the DOJ has become politicized? Well, this is a president who respects the rule of law and has said that since day one. That's precisely why we're not commenting here. Uh, he believes in respecting uh, the independence of the DOJ and protecting the integrity of their processes. Uh, and that's, again, why we'll leave it there. Is that what he's doing? He's respecting their processes? Well, what about us? Should we respect a process that will spend seven years going after Donald Trump, but can be presented the information or the allegations from a confidential approved source that they already paid six figures to twice over and then not invest, not investigate? Your lack of faith is well-founded and it's not your fault. It is their fault. But they don't see it as a fault and they don't see it as a bug. They see it as a feature of the system they want, which is not the American system. I will have more on this. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I agree that AI is going to create issues. I also agree that AI is the future. And there could very well be places for it. We're talking about artificial intelligence. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The story goes that Ron DeSantis and his team created an ad and the ad had fake images, AI generated, of Trump hugging Anthony Fauci. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed. I apologize. <laughs> That's on me. I'm not professional today. I apologize. Just that moment. <clears throat> Try and get it together, cats. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, God, it's funny. 
Except it's not. It's very, very, very problematic. Um, it was put on social media. I'm, I'm staring at it. Um, and it's it's well, it's this, this is it right here. DeSantis War Room, right here. Let me let me play this for you. Finger on the dump button because I don't know if there's any cursing in this uh, uh, at all. AJ AJ is running the board today. Finger on the dump button. Here we go. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're all fired. All four are fired. You're fired. You're fired. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Should you have fired Fauci? So a lot of people ask me that question, and I did it right. Because if you do fire him, you're going to have a fire someone on the left again. Why, why did you feel unable to fire Fauci? Personally, you're not allowed to. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. But there's a bigger bomb if you fire him. Frankly... You can't win that one. If I would have done it, I would have taken heat. So that's the ad. And in the ad, there's a photo of multiple photos of Trump hugging Fauci. None of them are real. They're all AI. Um, that's, uh, that's a real problem. That's a real problem. And I would be the very first to say if a presidential candidate through a, 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 an official means, right? There are going to be people out there who support you you can't control. But through an official means, put forth an ad- advertising that had AI in it, I, I believe in, in, in great and extreme punishments. Meaning, if you're manipulating images or manipulating audio or manipulating video, sorry, I, I, I can't be in support of that. That kind of election interference, flat out lying, nah. Now, DeSantis War Room says that they are rapid response for Ron DeSantis. Does that mean it's really part of the campaign? I mean, I know it's got the blue check mark, but anybody can get a blue check mark. You got to We can't be okay with this. You won't actually know what's coming at you. You won't actually know what people are saying. You won't know. Because you've seen the deep fakes, right? You've seen the deep you know how duplicitous this can get. And it can get pretty dang duplicitous. You don't you don't want this. You don't want to be a part of this. And we gotta figure out a way to stop it before it happens. This is a bad, bad scene. Am I the only one who really thinks so? I can't be the only one who really thinks so. What did William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, think of the indictment allegations of President Trump? As President Trump says, he's been indicted. That's coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Our country is going to hell, and they come after 
Donald Trump weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax, just like Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments, and they lost, and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years. I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. And we'll fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. He's not wrong. He's been fighting it for seven years. And he's clearly going to keep doing it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com, joined me to discuss this indictment of President Trump uh, regarding obstruction. And as I told William Jacobson, you cannot get too wonky. There is absolutely no level of wonkiness that we can't get into because what we have to understand is what these DOJ charges are about and why they would be different different in the case of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden versus Mike Pence. And then add on top of all of that, we learn about the whole uh, FBI handing over that document, the FD-1023, which seems to show some connections to Burisma and payouts. And on that day, that's when we see the indictment. But let's start with the basics. What is this indictment on President Trump? What is it that the DOJ is saying? Well, we don't know for sure. That's the, the short answer. Um, we know what Trump's attorney has said he believes is in the indictment. And there are multiple counts of uh, obstruction of justice. There are other things that are related to his not just possession of documents, but what happened with the documents, the failure to turn them over to the Department of Justice when requested to do so. Allegedly, we suspect the charge will be lying about what was turned over, hiding documents from them. So this case is, and you know me, I'm no fan of Joe Biden, but it's not quite the same as the Joe Biden or Mike Pence cases if it is the charges are what we think, which are obstruction of justice, not the mere possession of the documents. So obstruction of justice is uh, supposedly one uh, of of these uh, charges, and the other one is uh, allegedly conspiracy. But how is um, how is it an obstruction of justice charge against President Trump for having the documents when the archives knew he had the documents, as we have been told and they've admitted to, and a lock was actually put on the door where the documents were put on by the Secret Service. It seems hard for to get our arms around the idea of obstruction of justice when Trump was working with those who wanted access back to those documents. Well, again, we don't know what the factual basis for the charges will be, but I suspect it's not the mere possession of the documents that they're viewing as the obstruction of justice. It would be the interactions with the Department of Justice and with the FBI regarding the documents and what was done with the documents. So I I don't think, you know, again, as much as I'm a critic of Joe Biden and the double standard that absolutely applies, they're not quite the same cases if the obstruction of justice is not the possession of the documents, but what was done with them after the FBI requested their return. 
The whole after, and, and the, you have the story, by the way, at LegalInsurrection.com, Trump indicted in Mar-a-Lago case. Everybody should check out LegalInsurrection.com. What was done afterwards, they, they weren't posted online. Uh, they weren't uh, in, in the possible possession of a drug-addled son as the, uh, Hunter Biden was staying at the house in Delaware where classified documents were in the garage hanging out by the Corvette. So what is the argument here? What possibly could have been done? Well, we don't know. And that's part of the problem. The only thing we know about the indictment, frankly, is what has come from Trump on Truth Social, which is simply that he was told he's going to be indicted and what his lawyer trustee has said on TV. We don't have the actual document. So everybody's speculating now what it will be. And I think that's, you know, part of the problem based on what trustee said and what others have reported based on leaks, which may or may not be accurate, the classification of the documents is not part of the criminal charge. So again, that's another thing that distinguishes this case. They're saying that it was, um, again, an obstruction of justice, lying to the FBI, um, perhaps moving the documents to try to conceal them. Again, we don't know, but that's what's being reported. And that's a very different case than the mere possession of classified. And I know people don't want to hear that, okay? Uh, And it is absolutely true that the DOJ has been corrupt in its uh, pursuit of Donald Trump. I mean, the federal government's law enforcement bureaucracy should not be targeting an individual and then looking for a crime that was committed. Absolutely. We should not be in the world of Beria. And 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 for the record, I'm not asking you to tell me what I want to hear, sir. Not, yeah. That is not why I talk <laughs> so, to you. We no, want to hear but what I, is. I see what's on Twitter. I see what's out there. And two things can be true at the same time, which is that the DOJ and other prosecutors at state levels have been absolutely politically corrupt in their targeting of Donald Trump. It's despicable and should be condemned. But at the same time, it can be true that Donald Trump may have handed the feds what they wanted on a silver platter. If it is true that documents were moved, there were lies about it, and I'm not saying that's true, but if that's what's reported, uh, if that's true, he may have handed them what they were looking for on a silver platter. And so uh, two things can be true at the same time. And even if there is evidence of obstruction of justice, uh, that doesn't uh, lessen the fact that the feds have been in hot pursuit of Donald Trump really since 2016 with James Comey and the FBI trying to set him up and the Mueller investigation and everything. So, So two things are true or can be true, depending what the facts end up showing. Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And don't forget to check out the foundations that he has built there regarding uh, critical race and and how uh, education reform is done. Check it all out at LegalInsurrection.com. It is absolutely possible in every single way. I don't disagree with you, but the the conversation of seven years it's been seven years of this clown show of going after trump and hoping desperately that something sticks but what people are are bothered by is biden had documents in his house pence had documents in his house and i find all of it unacceptable you're saying that the having of classified documents in one's home is not in and of itself 
the possibility or the probability here that the DOJ has moved forward. It's something that was done with the documents. That is therefore the problem or the aha moment, the got moment, however you want to describe it. That's what it appears to be. Again, until we see the indictment, we don't know. But based on the comments from Trump's, Trump's counsel, based on what's being reported, based on leaks by mainstream media, which may or may not be true, that appears to be the case, that it is not the mere possession of the classified documents. It may not even be the removal of them from the White House. It would be what was done with them after the FBI made the request for the return. And that's where I think this case is different. And people need to wake up to reality, okay? Uh, and people need to not stick their head in the sand. Back in March, I wrote at Legal Insurrection that put aside the Manhattan case, the Alvin Bragg case, which really is flimsy. Uh, that doesn't mean there won't be a conviction by a New York jury, but it's really flimsy and political. The Georgia investigation appears to be political. This obstruction of justice case was the risk to Trump. And it's the one people needed to worry about. And I was saying this back in March, and now it seems to be coming true that he may have given them just what they were looking for. Now, it, it, it's very hard for people to accept this when it's very obvious that the Department of Justice has been desperately looking for something. You know, we discussed it just moments ago, and it's the idea of Leventry Beria, who ran the, the secret police, if you will, for, for, I think it was Stalin. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Is it, is it possible possible for these charges to be looked at as not as nothing else other than retribution let's go for one more thing go for one more thing go for one more thing and the idea that this would be the thing that you can hang your hat on this guy see he actually did this one thing which may or may not even be considered a big thing um this is going to fly with the American people. Now, that's a political question, not necessarily a legal question, but we should ask the legal part of that. If he moved the documents from here to there, that's, that's serious jeopardy? Well, I think that raises another issue, which is while certainly nobody is above the law, uh, it has huge political implications for the legitimacy of our government, the legitimacy of the Department of Justice. When you are targeting the chief political rival of the president of the United States. And that I think is really what's unseemly here, that to prosecute, I think you, a major political candidate, you have to have a higher standard. That was what James Comey said about Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton, from what's reported, did things a lot worse than anything Donald Trump is being accused of. I mean, she actually destroyed documents. Okay, and she maintained them on a server, a private server off government property. I mean, she did really bad things and she could have been prosecuted. Should have been. James Comey made the decision <clears throat> that no reasonable prosecutor under the circumstances would bring the case. And part of that equation is we're in the at the time they were in the middle of a presidential campaign. And if you're going to take a major presidential candidate off the table for consideration by the voters, you have to have more than a technical legal offense. And now if the evidence is that Donald Trump turned things over to foreign governments, that would put a very different light on it. Nobody said that so far. If there was an argument that somehow foreign entities got access to these documents at Mar-a-Lago, that would put a very different patina on this. 
but nobody has said that so far. No leaks have said that so far. So what they're doing is they're finding a technical legal crime. And as we know, I think there was a, a book written, I think it was, uh, I forget who wrote it, you know, three crimes a day that every person in this country probably violates three statutes at some point in the course of your normal life. And, and that's really the problem here. You're taking a major political candidate out of contention by trying to prosecute and imprison him on what amount to technical legal crimes, not any real damage to the nation. And, I, and I'm, that's the problem. And I'm glad you brought it up uh, that way, talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And that's just it. It, it we're, we're playing in the world of technicalities. While we don't believe anybody's actually above the law, we certainly don't believe in this weaponization of the institutions. And we have people out there who are desperate to tell you that the institutions must be upheld. Jen Psaki and MSNBC went on a tear about that this morning, how important these institutions are, how Joe Biden is a man who believes in the law, and clearly Donald Trump is not. The institutions must be believed and upheld this about trump which i hear what you're saying we only know trump's side of it we haven't been able to read the actual uh, uh documentation but based on on what trump is saying before we get a little bit further do you think people are blowing this out of proportion do they have to wait to see the everything or is the indictment itself enough of a oh holy hell what is this again well Again, I think we need to wait to render a final judgment here, but it is extremely troubling given the history. This isn't something that just happened. Okay, This has been, like you said, seven years in the making. This has been a seven-year hunt to get Donald Trump. Given that, and given that we're in campaign season, I think it is legitimate to criticize this even before seeing in the, the indictment. Now, people's minds may change. If there's something really shocking in the indictment that we don't know about, mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to believe it wouldn't have been leaked already to the New York Times. Right. But unless there's something shocking there, unless there's something showing real actual damage to the nation, unless there's something showing that uh, secrets of the United States somehow got into the hands of our enemies, it, th if there's nothing there beyond a technical process crime, I think people have to question why is the federal government trying to interfere in our electoral process? William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor of the Mind Behind LegalInsurrection.com. I always appreciate him being a part of the show. And he's right about a couple of things, you know, based on when we had this conversation uh, just this morning, there are things we know and things that we don't know. And there are things that technically could be an issue. And so we should be honest and clear about those things. The other part of it is, it's clear that they keep going after Trump again and again and again and again, that this is, as Trump has called it a witch hunt, this is going to bring people to his side, and none of this is American. Every part of this is very banana republic. I'm going to get into that because we continued the conversation on the other side, uh, the conversation about Burisma, this forum, the FD1023, the FBI handing it over to the House Oversight Committee, what it is they saw, what it is that they learned from it and we will get into that part of the conversation coming up because there's more than just this trump indictment while biden gets no indictment keep it here i'm tony katz this is tony katz today in a very underreported story 
There is another county in Oregon that has voted to leave Oregon and become part of what they're calling Greater Idaho. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. The whole eastern half of Oregon is like, this place sucks. We don't want to be a part of this progressive nightmare. We want out. And so they've been voting to leave Oregon and join Idaho. Now, this is an impossible task. Oregon would have to be okay with it. And then I think Congress has to be okay with it. I think that's what, because it, it, while it's not creating another state, which would be all about Congress, it is making a, a change. It requires approval of Idaho, of Oregon, and of the feds. I don't think you're going to get approval from Oregon. You, I think you have the buy-in from Idaho. I think you're not going to get approval from Oregon because Oregon desperately wants to control other people's lives. I mean, it's just, it's what progressives do. And they want the tax money from those people who live in the eastern parts of, of Oregon to pay for all of the great works they do in Portland, don't you know? And then congressional approval. If I, if I was in Congress, I'd vote yes. Sure. Of course. People decide they want to be somewhere else. They want to be part of something else. Okay. They can't beat out the savage population to the West, so they go about trying to live their own lives. I would favor that. I would. Maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.